Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's you going. Hey, I know. Brett. I hey, Brett. A, I need to start walking into more rooms with this song. Yeah. I kind of like it that you have your own song. Uh, yeah, that's uh-huh. all your guys is doing. I like it. It's Lori. You it's guys Lori. have marketed me. That's nice. Look what, what what it did for Matt Belanger. We should make a song about you. Um, You know who did that was Rocco. It's so good. I know. Rocco did that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is Thursday, October 1st. Who knew where time went? Spooky It's month. Thursday. It's a spooky I know. Month. We're going to talk about scary movies later in our show today. We've got a fun show. We've got a ton of guests. We've got a great book to tell you about. Um, the Twins Did Lose. It's over. But listen to this, Rocco. Okay. This is why it's kind of sad, because if we would have kept going, they're going to allow people to watch these games now from the stands after but this round of playoffs. Huh? Had they moved on, I think they would have uh, played in the bubble in California. Oh, that's right. And but Texas. Still. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So it wouldn't have mattered, right? So we don't even care. We're moving forward. We what's, don't what's care. Next? We don't care. It just... The 0-3 Vikings. Let's move forward. <laughs> Thank no, you, next. No, but here is here is what um, it said in, you know, all the things today that talk about, you know, the MLB season and we're going into postseason. And they said it is so unlikely what happened to the Twins that we lost their 18th straight postseason lost, um, which extends our own record and the world record at this point of view. The stretch is so unlikely that someone had bet it that someone had bet five hundred thousand dollars that they'd win game one on Thursday. And they did not. Someone bet that much money as thinking for sure they'd win. We were we had a good team. I know we did. We just didn't. Do we just not have the playoff team? Well, we never what, do, right? What our radio colleague Patrick Royce, I what think, did he said, say? He said our team was just filled of with like home run bashers, and what we needed was uh, uh, people with all sorts of other skills that could do other things. Okay, got it. Like you know, get a single <laughs> here and steal a base here, right. and move them over and get some runs instead of like, hey, let's hope this guy bashes it out of the park. Right. It was but, fun, though. It was fun because we were up in front the whole time, and then we came back. Yeah. At our division, I know that you're really excited about no, this. No, I'm just, I'm just so used, and I also used to go to a lot of Twins games. Same. And so I'm so used to just knowing that at some point, <laughs> they're literally and figuratively going to drop the ball. We're, re- we're conditioned to do so. Okay, yeah. so now I bet you already know this, but there is kind of a cute study out. Um, Rocco, do you have a dog? No, we considered it during COVID, but we decided no. We, no. we have enough going on. You have enough going on right now? Yes. But, okay. Yes. But All I right. know Brittany's into this. Brittany, the, how many dog dogs do you have? Thing. I have three and a half. Is Does one just have two legs or what? No. one. The cat is very half dog. Oh. So I have three dogs and a cat. Okay, got it. Okay. I love it that she calls her cat a hat dog, so she doesn't even admit to having a cat. I no. just have three and a half dogs. Three that, and a half that's got to be interesting filling out on paperwork. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. When you say, I love you to your dog. Constantly. Their heart rate immediately skyrockets 46%. Really? They know. They said uh, the study found that when a dog is feeling anxious, 
um, or whenever they're stressed and you say I love you, it just is an instant turnaround. Really? How lovely is that? That actually justifies 40% of what I do in every part of the day. When you just turn around and say, I love you. I love every one of them because I have to tell them all I love them and give them all kisses before I leave. And, and they know and they sit there and wait their tails and they wait for you yeah. on demand to have this moment. Yeah. And sometimes the cat, but not usually. Cats don't. Cats, cats don't. Don't. I know how you feel about cats. I know how you it, feel it's about cats. Justified, you know, but I love our cat video festival. Like, I know. Don't I'm, get not, me wrong. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. <laughs> I I, just don't get me wrong about I that. can just tell a mile away I know. when I say cat and people go, uh-uh. 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 No, uh-huh. it is pretty gross. I love it enough that I let it poop inside our home in a box. Like that's pretty gross, but I love him. When you think about that, when, when you, you put it like down, that, that's really bad. It's Black Dog Day for people out there looking for something to celebrate, and for you two, Rocco and Brittany, it's um, National Day of Older Persons. So I demand respect on the show. Today. <laughs> Finally, you're getting Finally. respect because yesterday after we had the big age gap when Mag Davis. And Helen Reddy died, and you said, I'm just Googling who that is, so I'm ready for the show today. I thought, okay, we got something. Well, you know, right before the show, you handed a handful of um, sugar. little caramel candies out oh, to people. Oh, that's true. That's and that sugar. really seemed like an older person thing to do. So thanks. Oh. <laughs> thanks, Grandma Julia. <laughs> we were laughing. You know, I did have a Grandma Julia. <laughs> we were eating them in our masks, and we all both felt like horses with, like, you know, how you, they put that thing on their mask while they eat? <laughs> It was awesome. They were delicious. So thank they you. They are good. Those, those are like special fancy ones. They're fancy at the, um, you know, when you go to check out like at TJ Maxx or Marshall's and they have all that good stuff at the end. Oh, yeah. They're right, fancy right. that fancy. Mm. They're salted caramels from Marshall's. So they could be expired. Yeah. So they're, fa- <laughs> they're fancy, but slightly irregular. Right. <laughs> and discounted. Discounted. <laughs> Don't forget that. Okay, so um, it's the 1st of October, so things to look forward in this month. Yeah. Um, here's some TV that's coming back. Tell me if any of this stuff excites you. The Bachelorette on October 13th. Yeah. Bracco, I know. Um, no, I'm... I know you're not going to go in, but you're going to hear a lot about it. That's fine. Um, the Amazing Race. Does anyone watch that anymore? Mm-mm. Shark Tank. Anyone watch that? Um, background. The Voice. Look at it. It's all reality yes. TV. Right. Big Brother. No. Did anyone watch The Mandalorian? Yes. That's I'm coming back. That. Yeah, I, I, I got one. Yay! I'll watch The Mandalorian. Oh, you're season in charge. Two. You can be in charge of that. <laughs> okay, I'll give you all the Mandalorian <laughs> recaps. I can't wait. And then game one of the World Series is on October 20th. So Yay. there, we've got reality, 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 reality happen happening right here. Um, so, Bruno, can we talk about your kid, Rocco, on this show? Sure. How old is Bruno, did he we say? He's nine. He's in so, fourth grade. He's in fifth grade. Fourth. Fourth. Yep. And is he video homeschooling? Yep. Video homeschooling. Full time? Yep. No, no hybrid yet. Mm-hmm. Have... What are some of the apps you guys are? Are you guys using um, a lot of so apps? So it's mostly Google Classroom and Seesaw. Do you guys Here's use some Seesaw? Oh, let me. I'm I'm just gonna vent for a while. Seesaw. You have one minute. Okay, yep. all right. You. We're down to thirty seconds. Oh, oh 20. <laughs> Seesaw is the most confusing app, and everybody can relate to me. Be, and that has kids because I have no idea that there are things due, and the, the kids that I am watching, my nephews, for sure are failing. Go. All right, that was thank you for sharing. But I think the teachers feel the same way. I know. Yeah. No, it, I don't. I'm not a, blaming the teachers. It's been a, a our, something. Our teachers in Minneapolis are amazing, mm-hmm. and they're the only reason this somehow worked. So you guys can relate to this because you're both kind of 
overseeing children. Yeah, like it's insane that I am overseeing someone's education. That's that not okay. <laughs> I'm glad that we have that all up. <laughs> like I am a full fledged idiot in my own way. Oh, thank God! You're we welcome. We're going to talk to you later today, Rocco. She she took care of that for us. Good. It's it's so, all good. The idea that I am shaping young minds is insane. Okay. I think a lot of parents feel that way too. Right now. Oh gosh, bless everyone's hearts. All right. So when we come back, our story we can't get enough of. It's something that I'm a part of, too. And so we're going to check in with this. Mm. We'll be right back. Not All right, gang. Thanks for hanging out with us. So this morning I saw um, this on Good Morning America. First, Robin and Amy and Ginger were all in pink, which reminded me that today is the first day of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And they had on um, a doctor that's a regular, um, Dr. Funk, um, talking about breast health. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of a lot of things that I'm not following through on. So it's kind of like what's going on with your breast health during COVID. Yeah. And I thought this was just good awareness stuff. So here is the doctor talking about what's happening. I do have a warning. COVID is directing us straight into a breast cancer crisis. You see, women fear screening. And compared to pre-COVID numbers, breast imaging is down 62%. Breast genetics down 26%, uh, breast surgery down 21%, and worst of all, in August, new cancer diagnoses were down 52%. Breast cancer hasn't magically slashed itself in half. It's there, undetected, multiplying and dividing. Cancer isn't sheltering in place. And ladies, please, neither should you. If you're due for screening, get it done. And also, we need to refocus on controllable risk factors, which right now are frankly out of control. We're going to get to those in a second, but this, because I thought about it, I, I'm, I'm due for one. I'm overdue. I'm literally due for everything, including even just like licensed stuff. Well, we're, way to bring it down to your level. No, I'm just saying that like everything of mine everything. is due. I'm like, right. so because I'm, I don't, I'm nervous to go do things. And so I'm just like, I'll wait, I'll wait. And so health stuff, of course, but and this even shouldn't be, but 62, 61 or 62% down on, um, you know, getting a mammogram. That's outrageous. Yeah. So I just wanted, cause we, this, we've done a lot. We've always walked the Susan G. Komen walk yeah. as a team here. We have breast cancer survivors on our staff it's something really to pay attention to. It struck me yeah. because I thought I've put off this totally for a long time and there are safety measures put in place. So I just want to encourage everybody to think about this and do something about it because it doesn't go away just because of COVID. Yeah, you got to make, you know, I think there's something about making yourself a priority, which goes to the wayside in emergency situations. But, you know, we we don't know how long. And everyone safe. I mean, if you've gone to any dentist appointments or doctor appointments, they make you wait in their car. They check you in outside. They have so many different procedures in place that, you know, you don't have to worry about COVID. So I just, it was just like a good eye opener for me. So interesting. I like what they said. It doesn't mean that the numbers are down. It just means we're not finding it as much. Right. And then these are the other numbers that we've been hearing about what's going on with the bad habits during COVID. Well, I want to ask about one of those because you know people are drinking a lot more during the pandemic as well, especially women. A new study came out uh, just this week. Talk about the links between alcohol and breast cancer. 
Yes, alcohol in-store purchases up 27% and get this online, almost a 500% increase. Alcohol increases estrogen levels and estrogen fuels 80% of breast cancers. So what is a drink? A 12 ounce can of beer equals 1.5 ounces of hard liquor equals five ounces of wine. Even just one drink a day, bumps breast cancer by 10%, and the more you drink, it goes way up from there. There's truly no safe limit of alcohol consumption, but if you choose to drink, the American Cancer Society advises women to leave it at one drink a day. So how do you have fun during your mocktail Zoom happy hour? So then she went on to offer different things, like if you're having a Zoom conference and you like to drink from a glass of, you know, wine glass, yeah. short or tall, just put your juice or sparkling water, whatever it is in there. But I thought... This is just stuff you forget about it. And mm-hmm. I thought because it is the month of the boobs, we need to be talking about this. So, uh, yeah, I think this is great. And happy hour, a, a real rough thing, you know, because people are working from home. Your yeah. work schedules have changed. The happy hour starts a little earlier. Yeah. Every day you don't drive. You so you consumption, you don't worry about so much. You know, there's just a lot of different things that are going on with everybody. And I just... Myself included, I thought this was a really good heads up. No, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. And just even, it might not even be a conscious thing. Like I said, there's a lot of fires everyone's putting out left and right with this, especially like social distance teaching moms, just to kind of say, oh yeah, reminder. Mm-hmm. That t- it's 10%, you know, it fuels breast cancer estrogen. So I always hear, you know, people can't have, you know, the um, underarm deodorant that has anything in it. You can't have mm-hmm. sugar as much. You can't have, which is goes to estrogen. It's just a lot of different things. Yeah. So anyway, and then here's one last reminder, which we know, but it's always good to be reminded. Exercise has completely plopped down on the couch with everybody. With COVID closures of gyms, parks, public paces, women's workout routines have just been derailed. And they're working from home. So they're sitting, they're snacking, they're stress making. And being sedentary increases breast cancer by 30% over those who bust a move for like three to four hours a week. But it doesn't have to be that much. Just 11 to 22 minutes of briskly walking every day will drop breast cancer by 18%. The key is to simply move more, make a plan. Whether you put a little dance into your dusting or chores or get a desk treadmill and walk while you work. If you can safely get outside, do so. And... If you have money, get a Peloton. Yeah, or find a walking buddy. Yeah. That's pretty clutch. I've had My s- talk can be your walking buddy. Yeah, we We're totally would be your walking buddy. We can I breathe heavy. People. I do. I put on the My Talk app oh, for by sure. myself when I walk. I mean, that app is so slick that you can just, you could listen in real time or listen to any of the shows at any time. That- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the facts. Fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You want... Yeah. But yeah, so anywho, there's our little um, 
health update for the day. Yeah, I like that. I think that's true. That sedentary stuff, you don't even realize it. It's bad. I quit wearing my Apple Watch because I was sick of it yelling at me. Did you really? Yes, I was sick of it yelling. Like, I'll get to it, Apple Watch, but just let That's, me be depressed a little so in the morning. So you're one of the people, we did talk about that earlier, that people feel pressure wearing those watches and it creates anxiety. I think there was a part of it, too, that I just wanted to be less connected to my phone. Mm-hmm. Especially during this time where you want to be more present. Like, when you, you see your screen time alerts and it's telling you how much you're on your screen, you're like, all right. Dude, get a life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grow up, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Rocco, do you ever use a walking app or anything? You know, I've uh, experimented with Noom a little bit. My my wife had some success mm. with Noom. Yeah. What, is, I did what not. is Noom? It's kind of a calorie counter and a, co- a virtual coach. It's like, you know, it tells you how, you know, oh, if you had that for breakfast, you only have this amount of calories left. Does it also use personality type? Like it focuses and doesn't it give you like a survey and then yeah, kind of personalizes it, kind of figures it to out who you, you are and how, then it assigns you like a coach and yeah. gives you texts. I have, you know, kind of like you, Brittany, I was like, stop yelling at me. I know, you know, yeah. I'm trying here. Let me just be a <laughs> I'm little. I'm doing very well, but I'm be, trying. Yeah. Let me be emo for five minutes. Watch. Yeah. Well, if you just got a regular, just like a Fitbit that just tells you how many steps, no. it doesn't do anything stressful to doesn't you. Doesn't it tell you like, get up, you haven't walked in no, a while? No, I've never, no, mine, all of mine have broke. So <laughs> I don't know anymore, but it didn't, it just said when you reached a goal, you got stars. Oh. It didn't do anything else in between. But the Peloton, my girlfriend got one of those and I know a couple people here who have them. Yeah. It's a cult. People it's are loving cult. it. I know. My sister just got one. Does she so. love it? Yeah, but I won't talk to her ever again, I guess. Because she's cult. always biking. She's going to be in that mo She's going to talk about her Peloton and then I'll be bored all the time. I, isn't that so funny? <laughs> I don't want to hear about the Peloton I literally, anymore. I call her all the time. We call, I talk to her every day and it's going to have to cut it down. And tell, like, Don't call me until you have... My sister calls me when she's exercising and she talks to her hardcore breathing when she's mountain climbing the steps and everything. I'm like, can you call me when you're done? No, I got to get... I'm being efficient. I got to do them both right now. We got to get them both out of the way. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. And I'm like, oh, I keep hearing your loud breath. <laughs> Quit it. Quit doing it. I can't stand it. I am not your accountability buddy. My friends have all started the whole 30. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard yeah, good things I've, about I've that. Been, I've not made it. I'm two days on it. I have not made it for half a second yet. But it's tomorrow. <laughs> Quit Today, handing out candy. Right? I know. Well, I'm getting rid of it. All right. We got to ca- catch up with the traffic and everything. When we come back, we're going to talk to an author about a fun new book that you guys could should read. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We are delighted to be joined by A.R. Taylor. And I think, I believe this is your second novel, Jenna Takes the Fall. Hello, A.R. Hello. Is this Julia this or is, is this Brittany? This is Julia. Brittany, say hi. Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm kind of in shock. I've never read a book and then immediately talked to the author. So I'm a little bit starstruck oh, no. right now. Oh, no. I know. This is, <laughs> I mean, I am. I'm like excited. Your book was really fun to read. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was, um, you know, some of the subjects in it were hard for me to do, but um, I was fascinated by... Um, people who get caught in the act of something or get blamed for something that they didn't actually do. And then they go through, they get labeled, especially in public, as having done this dreadful thing. And it happens to women a lot, especially young women. And um, so I thought I wanted to tackle that and um, 
through my heroin and see, you know, if she, Jenna could take it. Well, give it, you're right. I mean, and you you do tackle that. Um, so we're talking with A.R. Taylor. Her new book is Jenna Takes the Fall. Can you give everybody the setup, A.R.? Well, the, the first chapter is probably the most shocking because what happens is Jenna agrees to substitute herself under the body of a man who's already died. And he's died in the sex act, in flagrante, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, but she agrees. I mean, she's only 24 years old. And the woman that he had actually been involved with was highly... Um, not acceptable to the family. He's a very wealthy New York sort of publisher type guy. So she then takes the blame for something, and she is pilloried in the press, and then she basically, well, she leaves the country and goes to France and Italy and makes a new life for herself, but as a new person. She gets a new name, and so it's that sort of dislocation uh, in one's identity. Also, I think... um, I mean, if you want to make a really bad mistake, your 20s is when you make it. Oh, true that. you know, it's it's interesting that you say that, A.R., because, first of all, I love the book. Um, I, oh, thank I, you. I think I was intrigued by the concept. I liked the characters. I liked living the billionaire art world mm-hmm. life. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really enjoyed the book, and it was fun. It's a fun ride. Um but when you talk about your 20s, I, I used to liken my 20s to dog years, kind of, because each year of your 20s, I feel like you mature five years. They're the most, Absolutely. it's the most dramatic yeah. decade of your life. Lessons are learned. Like big time. Yeah. The difference between 21 and 25 is like enormous. Yeah. Where I don't feel there's any other decade that you feel maybe, you know, younger, but I mean, really big time stuff. So you talk about, it's an interesting concept about being caught doing something that you really didn't do but it looks like you did it and i think and i had a discussion with my son last night about this younger generation how phones yeah have kind of like ruined their anonymity completely completely and they can be and anything can be made to look like something mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. or anything can be excerpted you know you make a few offhand comments to somebody and all of a sudden it's all around the web or it's all around, you know, Instagram or wherever. And you're, you're stuck with it. Yeah, Especially, that... And when you're young, you have no idea. Like, you know, I mean, you think of all the dumb things you said when you were young. Oh, <laughs> I'm so, like a... We talk about it all the time, how grateful we didn't have the Dear Diary outlawed like all these kids have now. It's, it's just really, I think it's a hard world to navigate. You know, you, this book, Jenna Takes the Fall, um, you know, you talked about what inspired you to do it. Did you have a, um, do you have a love of art? I do. I mm, do. You can I'm tell. an art lover. I, I loved, I loved that piece of this. And I, we just read this other oh, book, um, something on Fifth Avenue, the lines of Fifth Avenue that was someone living in the library, but it talks about artwork too. And I just, I love reading about artwork and you have so many different fun things going on in this book and you write beautifully about sex too. I was, I mean, oh, it's, thank it's, you. You're yes. good at, you know, some people, I, it's good and saucy. It was fun to read as a, you know, well, I, you know, yeah, that was a very big issue for me because, you know, her sexuality is really an important part of her. She has a healthy attitude toward sex. And 
And then she, of course, is made fun of because apparently she was having sex with this older man. Right. And I, but I wanted to write about it so that it was not making you go ick or like mm-hmm. cringe and say, oh, bleh. And, um, but I wanted you to feel that the erotic or the sexual is really a big part of someone's life and, and how they, how they relate <laughs> to other people. And, um, so I worked hard on it. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you approve. Oh, I, I do. I, it was hard. Yeah, you can tell. I they think- are. I and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I have never wanted two people to bang more in my life <laughs> than those two characters. Keep going, kid. I was elated, and it like even though the plot gets so good once he leaves, I was uh-huh. heartbroken because I knew my that those were my. I was you wrote that in a way where I was like into it. So yeah. I'm not a... Oh, good, good. And, and the other thing I thought is interesting because I think, um, you know, there's a lot of this going on with the Me Too movement and everything, but the adder, added extra bonus of how hot someone is mm-hmm. when they have money and yeah. power. Yeah. Yes, yes. So and how the, everything seems to, to get some sort of allure to it that it, it would not normally have. Right. And, um, yeah, and she came from a very modest background in Ohio and and she was just she was fascinated by yeah. it. I mean she goes she was stupefied by yeah. it, the the amount, you know. And um I don't know. She she deserves our sympathy. Well, <laughs> yeah. and, and I feel like and I feel like it was just I it the book is Jenna takes the fall if you're just joining us we're talking with the author AR Taylor. So AR Taylor, so you have written for magazines and things like that, but you've also written for television shows. Is there? Yes, I work. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us. Well, I worked for public TV for, um, for about four years and I did documentaries. We did long series on things like success stories in American business. And uh, another one we called peoples of many lands. <laughs> We we worked on two or three shows all at once, and it, but it wasn't the high life of working in comedies or big time television dramas. Right. We were we had small budgets and we had public TV budgets, yep. and so we had to. I mean, it was really one of the most delightful times in my life, where we just we worked as a group, and it was we were always behind. You know what I mean? We were always behind. Mm-hmm. And someone was always yelling at us to get going, and <laughs> and it it um it was it was it was a cool time. It really was. I believe I believe it. So this is now. So this is your second novel. Is this something you're going to keep doing? Correct. Oh yes, yes. I'm I'm all the way into my third one as we speak. Yes. And is it is the process just real enjoyable? And what perfect timing too, of course, with um, social isolation well, you know- happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can make more mm-hmm. progress. Um, it is. It's well. You get into a world. You know, when you write a novel, you have to create a world, or or you just look at the world around you and think, now, what is this really like? And so, from that standpoint, it's it's fascinating in terms of. The other day, I was going through the research I had done for the Jenna book, and. Uh, I just had a pile so high of, you know, 
especially about art conservation, oh, where she becomes that. an art conservator, and about art that has gotten stolen, and so people don't know where it is. Oh, I love that. And, and, you know, that whole world um, I honestly didn't know much about, and it was fascinating. But I also got to know about coyotes in Rye, New York. <laughs> it's, it's really where, fun. Is that really well, happening, though, that the coyotes are eating all the animals? Well, they were as of about five years ago. I don't know the current status of the coyotes. You know, it's hard to get an accurate count of coyotes because they're what they're called the ghost dogs. They're you, they don't come out during the day, and they don't they vanish. I mean, about once every three years, they write an article about um, the coyotes in Central Park in New York, but no one's hardly anyone's ever seen them. Well, they got to camp out. They got to camp out like Jenna and that guy did. Listen, we're running out of time. I want people to buy your book and enjoy it. It's Jenna Takes the Fall. A.R. Taylor's the um, author. Thank you. I I really, really was sad to say goodbye to her. It's a coming of age story blended in with a mystery. I mean, it just it has a little bit of everything. It was really enjoyable. We got to ask you, you. A.R. You're welcome. What's the last great book you read? Ooh, the last great book. Uh-huh. I just read a book by um, Anne Petrie, uh, an African-American writer whom I did not know well, but the Library of America published her book, and it, it's a, there are two novels in the book, and one's called The Street and one's called The Narrows. And these are by far the greatest, I mean, these are pieces that I've never read before, oh. and they're they're stunning. They're oh. Stunning. They're so good. Oh, great. All right. I well, highly recommend We're going to put Ann Petrie, The Street in the Narrows. Well, thank you for the recommendation. And thank you for okay. your book. And um, best of luck to you. And we hope to talk to you when your new novel comes out. Oh, thank you. You guys are great. You're, thank you. Thank you for your time. Now, we've got a couple copies of the books today. Give us a buzz. 651-641-1071. Rock will take your information. And when we come back, what the heck? How did this Phenom start. Brittany's going to tell us. We'll be right back. Thank you, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, I feel like she says the same thing. Say hello. Why <laughs> break my heart? Okay, so the books are gone. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Thanks for your interest. Jenna takes a fall. It's a fun, fun, fun read. Yes. Um, and it comes in trade paperback, so that means it's less expensive, which mm-hmm. is always a good one, and it's not as heavy to read and more portable. I took it on my trip with me. I was sad to have that be over. All right, so Brittany. Yeah. I've decided that you love Halloween and you like October and you like scary movies yes. and all that kind of stuff. So you had an assignment just to do a deep dive on something. Yeah. And I'm so how'd you come with your subject? Matter? I came up with it right away. I knew right away. I wanted to know the origins of the monster mash immediately. I didn't even think about it. Should I didn't we, even look up anything else. Should we play the song? A free and war. And he moved to Cali to pursue, of course, Acting. acting. While failing at that, he decides mm-hmm. to join a band, and that band is the Cordials. Well, they were performing Little Darling one night in a bar, and they decided that during the part of the monologue that they have in Little Darling, he was going to kind of be goofy and do a Boris Karloff voice. Now, if you know Boris Karloff at all, he was the Frankenstein voice. He's the one who was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so he thought it'd be very funny to do this big hit. Went over like gangbusters. People are like, that's hilarious that you would talk like that. So in not singing, just kind of in between just, songs. Yes, this monologue he did in this the song of okay. a different, totally different song. So okay. they were like, 
the band was like, let's make a hilarious album where you sing like that or, you know, where you talk and sing like that. And he's like, no, 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 no. Bobby Pickett is a very I'm a serious actor. Um, I will not. So Bobby Boy, he got an agent. Two weeks later, that agent dies of a heart attack. So he said, this is a sign I should go make this goofy album instead of trying to pursue being an actor. because right. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. My agent died. I don't know why he didn't want another agent. He just said, this is a sign. So he said, okay, let's make this. Guess how long it took to write this classic, this poetry. 15 minutes. One hour. Because they always, <laughs> that's what always happens when it comes to you. It flows. It's quick. So it took one hour to write this masterpiece. What year? Yeah. Are we still in 1960 or what year yeah. are we so, in? So fast forward now. It's 1962. Take one hour to write. They released this single and it is a smash hit. Hits number one in October, well, of course. And they released it under the band name Bobby Boris Pickett in the Crypt Kickers. Okay, hysterical. Yeah, it's good. And after the success of Monster Mash, they're like, obviously, this is what our peeps want. Let's make a whole album (laughs) of spooky spoofs. Right. And fun fact, Nobody wanted more. Right. But they went ahead and did it. Um, I sampled all that, and I'm going to give you the highlights from that album. Okay. Blood Bank Blues, which is about a vampire down on his luck. Womp. And then Transylvania Twist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I'm serious. I'm having the blood blank blank. <laughs> Transylvania Twist, which is an organ-driven pop song. Okay. And that all went down in 1962. They discovered nobody wanted that. Well, since its creation, people have used it, of course, as a Halloween party favorite. People have also used it to walk down the aisle at their wedding. The Monster Mash? That's kind of funny. It was a graveyard smash. Uh Um, People talk about having vivid memories of it being their first time that they made love with their lover. In the, the Monster Mash? Yeah, because it was played on the radio so much. In the 60, in 1962. Yes. Hysterical. So 1964, Bobby Boy tried to strike gold again, and he created the Monster Swim. Oh. It was a flop. It did not do well. Then again, he thought he probably got with somebody who said, I got a great idea. 1984 rolls around. <laughs> oh, this is, so 20 years have passed. 20 years have passed. He gave mm-hmm. up on the idea of making it happen. Fetch isn't going to happen. Well, guess what? 1984, the monster rap. Oh. I, I found that. Oh, I want to hear it. All right. I, I want to hear I have it. No, I'm assuming it's okay. It? Yeah, it's, we have the radio edit. Here. Perfect. Okay. I want to hear the um, non-radio edit off air. Oh, here we go. I'll skip it. So funny. I don't remember that. I do not either. And I would have, you know, I was that around. Right. Yeah, that would have been, been my age. Yeah. So then, that again. Were you born? <laughs> I had at this point two years before I was born. <laughs> I was in I was in my year old mom going shuck the bottom on her. Um and then they decide that didn't work out. Six years later, nineteen ninety, somebody put a, another crazy idea in his head that it's alive, the heavy metal remix. Oh okay. happened. And unfortunately that for our nowhere. protagonist, Bobby did not happen. Yeah, is that he one's still alive? On Spotify, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, it took me a long time to figure out the year it was made. I had to do some, I mean, I went on the dark web to find wow, out. I'm so impressed with your research. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Some of the more famous covers, you won't even believe it. Who's done a Monster Mash cover? Misfits. 
Vincent Price, duh, and Beach Boys. Oh, oh, yeah. So, okay. Ends my research. And on, did Bobby like his family? Is Bobby still with us? Is he he's making not. a lot of money? Is no. family making a lot of money? I mean, uh, I don't I know. I have the message. For, I mean, this is so funny. Yeah, I, he died. I know that, but uh, I don't know who is getting or Kids if Bob even did a version. Yeah, um, but Monster Mash, Bobby Boris Pickett, and the Crypt Kickers—that's hysterical. We love. I mean, think about how fun this song was. It's, it's a go-to. But I never. I guess I never realized how old it was. That it was from the '60s. I know it actually. I mean, it has that duopy feel. It's almost like older, but also you would think this would, it's almost ahead of its time. I never even thought of it. It's like Weird Al Yankovic yeah. inspired almost, it's again, ahead of its time. There you go. A good 30 years ahead of its time. Oh and my gosh. That's so, just so funny. Thank you so much, Bobby Pickett and his family for giving us the gift of the Monster Mash. Okay, so do you guys at Halloween, my mom used to um, dress up and put this funny thing, that, I don't know what it was, it looked like an upside down toupee that was very long on her face and <laughs> And all this this stuff that was like cornstarch and green food dye and water and make this just horrible what? looking face and dress like a witch. But she'd play. We had the Halloween album. Ooh. Your mom sounds awesome. Ooh. I mean, the scary, scary houses. But did your parents like, did you guys? My mom always dressed up, but you know, she didn't make her own prosthetics. <laughs> no, I know. My mom was really, she always looked terrible, like green. But did you guys play the albums? Did you ever have like an album, like a Halloween album? Yeah, no. I like to make a mix. I, you know, now in this age of Spotify, yeah. I usually make a mix and put it out, you know, out on the front step. You do? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that sets the tone. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm so afraid to even go near the house. Yours is like... And then this witchy woman comes out with her cornstarch face. Ooh, witchy woman, I'll have to add that to the mix. <laughs> there you go. By the eagle. That's there amazing. You go. That's okay. amazing. Thank you for that monster mash. No problem. I just like the Crypt Keepers. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.